0: Hey all things spooky and horror lovers, welcome to Talk Spooky to Me. I'm one of your three hosts, Witch, and I'm here with our other lovely host, Phoenix and Creep.
1: Hi there, I'm Phoenix, and we have a spooky treat for you all today.
2: And I'm Creep, and yeah we do. Today, for our first podcast ever, we will be talking
1: about one of the most infamous dolls in history. You know her from the hit horror movies Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, and Annabelle Comes Home. That's right, we'll be talking about the... Annabelle the Possessed Doll. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Spooky. You all kicked the baby. <laughs> yeah, we did. I had like two of them in my closet. Like two right
2: If a Raggedy Ann tried, doll tried to attack me, I'm going to kick it across the room.
0: <laughs> Our story begins approximately 51 years ago. A mother purchased an antique Raggedy Ann doll from a hobby store. She then turned around and gave it as a birthday present to her 28-year-old, Do- oh, to her 28-year-old daughter Donna. Nice. Yeah. Nice save. Nice <laughs> save. I know, it's a lovely save. Her 28-year-old daughter Donna.
2: Daughter Donna. Yeah. Well, daughter Donna is almost 30 and now has a doll in her house. That's uh, not creepy.
0: And I mean, it wasn't one of those, like, small ones either. It was one of those, like, toddler-sized ones, like... If you look at up a picture of um, Annabelle, you will see her, you will see, like, a, what kind of Annabelle doll it is next to a picture of, like, a girl. I want to say she's, like, five or something. They're wearing the same outfit, and the Annabelle is as big as the child.
2: That's terrifying. I know. That's why I keep mine in my closet. That's why I hope mine stays in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> your mom get it? <laughs> She's got clown dolls, though. I have more things to be scared of. <laughs> Donna brought the doll to her apartment that she shared with another nursing student named Angie. Placing the doll in her room, she soon forgot all about it. Within days, both Donna and Angie noticed that there appeared to be something very strange and creepy about this doll.
1: They started to notice the doll would be in places and positions that they didn't put her in. Donna had some interviews... Had said that she left the doll on the couch, only to come home later and find the doll in her room, sitting on her bed behind her closed door.
0: Sometimes the doll would be found with legs and arms full fo- legs crossed and arms folded. Other times it would be found upright, standing on its feet. They eventually brushed this off as they were remembering things wrong. Unfortunately, that's when the messages started. I Yet,
2: didn't know. wait. <laughs> How do you see a doll that's full of stuffing standing on its feet and say, "Oh, I must have did that
1: earlier." How is it doing that? See Unless that sleepwalks or something. See that's
0: the thing, actually. Um, those dolls back then, like they had, I think they had like beans in their feet, like, and th- so that way they could be weight distributed. Because I mean, these things could take out the children that they were meant for. But
2: I don't think I mean, the whole thing could stand up.
0: No, I think like what it what it could have been is like, you know, the balling of the feet mm-hmm. was like so stuffed that it could perf- that it could like hold it up a little bit. Maybe. A little bit, I don't know. A bit that, I don't know. That's that's what like,
1: if he said it was the size of the like it. Yeah.
0: I don't know. That's like one of LSD the things it a
1: stand, but I don't think
0: it had No, a stand. it didn't have a stand. Like that's one of the things that like always confuse me whenever I did research or whenever I looked at this stuff. It's like, it's standing upright. Um, is it leaning against, like, standing upright? Or is it standing upright? What is your mechanics?
2: It's standing upright and it's on its own,
1: though.
2: kick it across <laughs> the room. as when you
1: get a bunch of salt. The Donna do- and Angie found pieces of parchment paper that no one owned on the floor with messages that said, Help us or help Lou and a child's handwriting. The creepy part about the messages was not the wording or the way they were written. The creepy part is that the time Donna had never kept parchment paper in the house. So where did it come from?
0: That's a question I have myself. Um, Do you manifest it? Do you pull it out of your bum?
2: Like, where did she get this paper? I know, like, I get the, I get, oh, she didn't have that before, but, like... Maybe it was in her stuffing. Did the, the doll, like, go shopping for parchment paper? Yeah, like,
0: it's like, oh, you have lined paper and, like, copy paper? No, no, this won't do for spooky. No, what I need, I need a specific piece of paper.
1: Parchment!
0: Gets into her little mouth <laughs> Stacy.
1: Do you Even think she probably had parchment paper inside of her? Because no one really chads inside the thing, have they?
0: But then why would you sew parchment paper inside of the doll?
1: Maybe they ran out of love and had to do improvise. You wouldn't it, use pieces it, of fabric.
0: Yeah, you'd use pieces of fabric or newspaper. You wouldn't use
2: parchment. The
1: well, person could be like drawing something and have paper away. Maybe weave. the
2: doll was possessed and there's, like, a rune <laughs> or something or, like, a sigil drawn on the doll to keep it from...
1: I mean, you got have died from the house next door. For just yeah. It just She
0: lived ceiling. in an apartment building.
1: Um, exactly. You can easily go to the next apartment.
0: Yes, I, w- I would l- just love to see that, you know. this ca- creepy doll on yeah, the climb
1: of the side of the building. You no, not that. even
0: that. I'm seeing, like... This little old lady is living next door, and Raggedy and the Raggedy Ann comes to life and like waddles out the front door, somehow gets the door open, goes out. I'm sure she has a key because how else would she get in with the door locking? She that knocks happens. on the door, and the little old lady is like, you know, kind of blind, so she's just like, Oh, are you the little girl that lives next door with those two girls? Yes, that's me. I'm wondering if you have any parchment paper. Why the voice? Is the why not? It's the witch. What do you
1: think?
0: It's like the old lady is like, oh, that's sweet, dear. Let me go get you some. And then just like you know, she's walking away. And then you know, Annabelle is like drops the little act, and the freaking demon is like, now I can finally.
2: What? <laughs> love that it's specifically an old lady that has parchment paper though i mean <laughs> wouldn't you <laughs> no. okay anyway
0: continuing our story so after the messages and donna found drops of what appeared to be blood on the doll's hands and chest and seemingly coming from inside the doll itself the two girls decided to call a medium and how to say find out what the hell's
2: going on. Oh, that's my <laughs> <laughs> knowing where to turn, they contacted a medium and a seance was held. Donna was then introduced in- introduced to the spirit of Annabelle Higgins. The medium related the, the medium related to the story of Annabelle to Donna and Angie, that Annabelle was a young girl that resided in the property before the apartments were built. They were happy times. She was a young girl of only seven years old when her lifeless body was found in the field upon which the apartment complex now stands.
1: The medium said that the two girls made Annabelle feel safe to love. Annabelle just wanted to be around them because she trusted them. The medium explained. The two girls felt sorry and gave permission to live inside the doll.
0: And now we talk about our friend Lou. Yay. He was both a friend of the girls and he was Angie's fiancée. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Hoity toity. Hey. <laughs> so... He claims to have a bad feeling about the doll from the very beginning, and told Donna to, short and sweet, get rid of it. Of course, Donna didn't listen because she had a connection to this doll.
2: Lou woke one night from a deep sleep and in panic. Once again, he had a reoccurring bad dream. Only this time, somehow, something seemed different. It was as though he was awake but couldn't move. He looked around the room, but couldn't discern anything out of the ordinary. And then it happened. Looking down towards his feet, he saw the doll, Annabelle. It began to slowly glide up his leg, moved over his chest, and then stopped. Sexy. (laughs) Within seconds, the doll was strangling him. Kinky. (laughs) (laughs) Mama! (laughs) Paralyzed and gasping for breath, Lou... At the point of asphyxiation, blacked out. Lou awoke the next morning, certain it wasn't a dream. Oh, no. Mama! I'm choking you, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, watch your fucking language.
0: Language! Sorry, Cap.
2: Language.
0: (laughs) Lou was determined to rid himself of the doll and the spirit possessed it. Lou, however, would have one more terrifying experience with Annabelle.
1: One day, while Andy, Angie and Lou were packing for the road trip they were leaving for in the morning, Lou passed by Donna's room and her shuffling coming from inside, but Donna wasn't home. Lou pushed the door open quickly, but there was no one inside. At least no one human. He walked inside and sitting in the corner was Annabelle. As he walked towards her, he got a burning sensation as though someone was standing behind him. Turned around, but no one was there. He turned back to Annabelle and felt the burning, burning again, but this time on his chest. He lifted his shirt up to find seven distinct scratch marks signed into his chest the marks of the beast but the scratches cleared up within the next two days
0: it was at this point Donna decided to contact Ed and Lorraine Warren to give some insight on who Ed and Lorraine are they are renowned demonologists who study the paranormal Ed is more known for the demonology aspect and Lorraine is a transmedium, but you would never know it if you met them on the streets. They're not oculists, They're not strange. They're sensual, ordinary people who happen to do highly extraordinary work. Throughout their life, they did many things to help prove that there is not always something that can, ex- can be explained through simple science. One of their greatest achievements is that they founded Nesper or the New England Society for Psychic Research. Over the years, Nesper has looked into many paranormal events that later would spark blockbuster movies, such as The Perrin Family Haunting in The Conjuring, The Haunting in Connecticut, and perhaps most famously The Horrors of Amityville. Though today Ed and Lorraine have since passed away, Nesper is still working at Paranormal Investigations, and is now led by their son-in-law, Tony Spera. The m- most famous of all of Nesper's paranormal investigations, though, is Annabelle.
2: After Lou's experiences, Donna felt it was time to seek real, expert advice, and contacted an... I don't know how to pronounce that. Oh, epsy
0: social it's a... Okay, so...
2: A priest named Father Hagen. Father Hagen felt that it was a spiritual matter and felt he needed to contact a higher authority in the church. So he contacted Father... Cook. I wanted to say Coke. It's Cook. Who immediately contacted...
0: No, Cookie would have been an I. It's Cook. I know, it's cookie
1: for the
2: Cookie contacted the Warrens. And <laughs> Lor- Lorraine Warren immediately took interest in the case and contacted Donna concerning the doll.
1: The Warrens, after speaking with Donna, Angie, and Lou, came to the immediate conclusion that the doll itself was not in fact possessed but manipulated by an inhuman presence. Spears do not possess an in- animated objects like houses or toys. They possess people and inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or object. And this is what occurred in Anbus's case. This spirit manipulated the doll and created the illusion of it being alive in order to get re
0: recognition.
1: Recognition. Surely The spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll, it was looking to possess a human host. The spirit, or in case inhuman demonic spirit, was essentially in the infestation stage of the phenomenon,
0: which begins by moving the doll around the apartment by means of teleportation to arouse the occupant's curiosity in hopes that they would give it recognition. Then, predictably the mistake of bringing a medium into the apartment to communicate with it. The inhuman spirit now able to communicate through the medium preyed on the girl's emotional vulnerabilities by pretending to be a rather harmless lost young girl, which, during the seance, was allowed permission from Donna to haunt the apartment. In so far, the demon is a negative spirit. It then set about by causing negative phenomenon to occur. It's arousing the fear through weird movements of the doll. It brought about the materialization of disturbing handwritten notes, the symbolic drops of blood on the doll, and ultimately it even attacked Lou, leaving behind the symbolic mark of the beast. The next stage of the infestation phenomenon would have been complete human possession. Had these experiences lasted another two or three weeks, three more weeks, the spirit world would have, comple- the spirit would have completely possessed, if not harmed or killed one of all of the op- ocup- occupants in the house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> At the conclusion of the investigation, the Warrens felt it appropriate to have a recitation of an exorcism blessing by Father Cook to cleanse the apartment. The Episcopal Blessing of the Home is a wordy, seven-page document that is distinctly positive in nature. Rather than specifically expelling evil entities from the dwelling, the emphasis is instead directed towards filling the home with the power of the positive end of God, Ed Warren. At Donna's request, and as a further precaution against the phenomena ever occurring in the home again, the Warrens took the big Raggedy Ann all along with them when they left.
1: Frederick Cook, although uncomfortable with his role as an exorcist, agreed to perform the seven page ri- riot of exorcism a doctrine he recited, although throughout throughout the apartment, at which point the Warrens were confident the entity would no longer resign there. They agreed to take the rag doll back home with them. Upon leaving, Ed placed the doll in the back seat and agreed he would not take the interstate in event the inhuman spirit would resign with the doll. His
0: his suspicions were all correct. In no time, the Warrens felt themselves as an as the object of the vicious hatred. Then, at each dangerous curve, the car swirled and stalled with every corner, causing the power steering and brakes to fail. Repeatedly, the car verged on collision. Ed reached in the back seat into his black bag and took out a vial of holy water and doused the doll, making the sign of the cross over it. The disturbance stopped immediately, and the warrants arrived safely home.
2: After being taken home by the Warrens, Annabelle continued her mischief. One accident that she caused was because a Catholic exorcist named Father Jason Bradford picked her up and said, You're nothing but a rag doll, Annabelle. You can't hurt anyone. And threw her down. Ed and Lorraine told the father that he needed to be careful going home that night and to call them as soon as he got home. Three hours later, the phone rang. It was Father Bradford. He told them how his brakes went out and... As he went into an intersection. And his truck got totaled.
1: Another time that Annabelle caused a car accident. The driver was not so lucky. One man started tapping on Annabelle's glass case. Daring her to do something on his trip. Do something to him after Ed and Lorraine asked him to leave his girlfriend. To leave. His girlfriend later claimed that they are on their way back On their way back, they laughed about the doll when suddenly their brakes went out and they flew into a tree. The man died instantly while the girl had many injuries and was hospitalized for a year.
0: All in all, don't mess with dolls.
2: Or if you're going to, (laughs) make sure they don't have a fucking demon in them first.
0: Run around with Sage in your house. Just don't set off any fire alarms, kids. Yeah, you know do that. <laughs> if or does, if you live on college campus, you know, and you can't do that, um, uh, don't get any dolls? <laughs> I guess that's the only thing I can say, because those fire alarms will get you for anything.
1: There, we got them for, like, for breeds. Yeah, it's for yeah. they're a and they set off the fire alarms. Yeah. But by accident. By
2: accident let put the matches down. Put it down. We don't want to eat animals. There's two left. <laughs> I don't know where all the boxes of matches went. I think
0: the
1: dog ate them. I think so. know
0: the dog ate them alright. Well? No, the dog ate them. Like she had a whole big thing, and then I had a whole big thing. Like I mean, we could go to Dollar Tree, and pick you up. Another big, big pack of matches. A big 100 pack or thousand pack, whatever it is. We're still recording. I know. So, um, what do you guys think of the the full story of Annabelle?
2: Other than it's bullshit? What's bullshit about it? Demons. You don't believe in demons? I don't believe in God.
0: Neither do I, but still. So you don't believe
2: that other entities could kill us? I mean, the universe is trying to kill us at all times. Why would I add to that by putting in something supernatural.
0: Because it just attests to your theory that the universe is trying to kill us. Because it just attests to your theory that the universe is trying to kill us.
2: That's fair. And besides, you know I will stubbornly not believe in something I was told to believe in just because.
0: I know. Okay, don't believe in demons. <laughs> Happy now?
2: Oh so now, you're just getting a pain in the ass.
0: Well, you started it.
2: Yeah, you didn't need to finish it. Mm-hmm.
0: Maddie, what about you? What do you have to say about Annabelle?
1: <laughs> I might like, um, stuffies? Plushies and all that? But she can stay in her corner.
0: Alright, and what will you have to say when we will make a revisit episode to this and we go and when we go to
1: see Annabelle. Ah. I'm gonna threaten her.
0: Don't I'm,
1: I'm the one driving. Maybe.
0: <laughs>
2: maybe. Maybe not. Maybe Kess will get her license maybe Creep will get her license by then. Yeah, I'm taking my uh, written test this Friday. Yeah. At three. You gotta drive me to that. Mm
0: hmm. Do you know which. Well, that's all the time we have here today. We got a disbeliever. We're gonna have more spooky stuff. Gotta write the scripts.
2: (laughs) Hey, there's no fun if everybody believes in it.
0: Okay, what about our next. Our next week's person? We are gonna do. La Reina. Mm. Or we're gonna do the Hachisaka Soma. Or the Slipmouth Woman.
2: Still haven't decided yet. I like the Slipmouth Woman. That was fun. Um, Really a lose-lose situation with her, though. Unless you say so-so and, ru- and book. Or throw candy at her. Oh,
0: you I haven't heard the candy one well
2: have a book about you okay. we'll
0: get it we'll get into that later um I don't know if I'm if the thing is gonna have a comment section or
2: not I don't know but if you want to if it does comment below who your favorite person is if
0: it does comment below if who you think we should do next between la larena the weeping woman um the Hachisaki Soma, the 8 foot tall woman or the slit mouth woman which is I forget how to say her name we'll come back to her name I'll, I'll learn it by then so yeah um, y'all want to say goodbye
2: bye get fucked
0: language bye
2: <laughs>
0: goodbye